All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Happy Agent Podcast. I am Jeff Beggins, your host today, or co-host, I guess, and I've got my good-looking brother over here. Good evening, Craig Beggins, how are you? And then we've got Mr. Mike Puma. I won't go good-looking on that description there. We're just going to go the Mike Puma. And it's no wonder I cry every single night. <laughs> and to balance that out, we've got Tenley Kramer with us today. And Tenley, you are really cool um, to have on this, this podcast because the diversity is so neat um, inside of our company in the backgrounds and, and just what, you, what people did before real estate. To me, it's fascinating because Craig calls it all the time the collective genius that people bring with them to this company makes is what really one of the things that makes this company really great. So I want to welcome you to our podcast today. And you've got kind of a different background than really most anybody in the company right now. So if you kind of bring us back to New York and what, where you started and kind of what kind of path of business you ended up in and what kind of led you over here to Tampa and the journey into real estate would be interesting. So tell me, welcome to joining us and turn it over to you. Thank you for having me. Um, yes, I started out in banking um, in the back office um, probably about 25 years ago. Um, and then from there, I, I ended up with a major company, Citigroup, um, in the Buffalo, New York area. Um, I was hired on as a Y2K tester back in 97. And um, I was in that in that um, company in that area in Buffalo for, oh, about 10 years. And pause it real quick. Were you trying to figure out if the world was going to explode when the, the timer clicked over on Y2K? Um, yeah, I mean, there was so much overkill on that. It was, it was crazy and really absolutely nothing happened. The amount of resources that was spent um, testing that out and everything, it's, it's really kind of fun. I remember that, that rollover at that minute. Airplanes were supposed to fall out of the sky. Microwaves were going to explode. Cars were going to catch on fire. All kinds of crazy things were going to happen. So yeah. we're glad it didn't. So thanks to you, it didn't happen. So we'll, we'll give you a <laughs> yeah. for that. I don't know how much I had to do with it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so um, while being with Citigroup, I, I worked in a lot of different areas there, um, but mostly in the project realm. So I was never in operations or anything like that. But I did work as kind of a go-between and a liaison between um, the development team and the business user and kind of requirements, testing, um, you know, rolling out things that the client wanted basically and making sure that they got what they wanted. Um, so fast forward to the decision when our family decided, my husband woke up one February morning and said, you know what, maybe we should move to Florida. And I was like, oh my God, you better be serious because don't even mess with me with joking around about that. <laughs> Especially My noting it was February that. morning. What's that? Especially noting it was a February morning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, my family had already, my brother and his wife had moved down, um, you know, several years before that. My parents, my mom and stepdad were the first ones to move down. So all of Steve's family still in Western New York, but we kind of stepped out on faith, put our house on the market, and we both were with Citigroup, and there was a Citigroup in Tampa right off of 75, and we both kind of applied for positions there and ended up, you know, with positions there. Again, similar type positions. Um, and did a lot of, it was a great experience as far as, and it was a great job, you know, very, very nice salary, um, 
four weeks paid vacation, great benefits. Um, as our family was growing and, and aging, it was certainly a, a great way to, you know, provide for the family. Um, it was very, very stressful. And towards the end of my, you know, almost 20 year career, if I count the two years as a consultant that I started out, um, I was just getting more and more unhappy with um, just the stress levels, the lack of feeling I don't know if it's appreciated or just like what I was doing didn't really matter and um, people were never happy. There was just, so, um, but what I did gain from that is a very strong discipline in detail and investigation and figuring things out and just following up and communication. So um, my husband had left the company a year before that and gone to a smaller company kind of doing the same type of work and I stuck it out another year and, and he just was seeing how stressed I was and I was just miserable. And I had always wanted to do real estate, you know, for prior years before that, but with Citigroup, you, you weren't allowed to get your license or do any other type of work. They considered it a conflict of interest. So I didn't have the option of taking the test and, and starting out and kind of seeing how it went. I, I was going to have to just bite the bullet and, and leave. And that was very, very scary to leave that long of a career. Um, so we talked about it, my husband and I, and he's like, you know what? You're so unhappy, you're, you're so miserable. He's like, I, I, I don't care what we have to do, we'll make it work. And I know you'll work and I know you'll do whatever you have to do to make it work. So I just put my notice in and, <laughs> and I remember meeting with Chris Reed, um, interviewing, this was, I think right after I had put my notice in and he, he was just like, you're glowing. I'm like, yeah, I feel like a huge weight <laughs> lifted off my shoulder. And I said, I, I don't know what's going to lie ahead. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm really, really excited about it. And I'm glad to start this next chapter. So and that was about two and a half years ago. Um, actually it'll be two years. July 1st was, was my start date when I got my, my license. Now, I, I love that story, and for a, a few different reasons. Number one, from a from a personality profiling standpoint, right? You're not the the type that just makes wild decisions and just goes for something new just because out of whim, right? You're very process oriented, right? You think things through, and there's a plan, right? So for you to leave a steady twenty year career in the same industry, ultimately the same company, right? What for that period of time, for you to say, I'm going to go do something I have no clue what the hell I'm doing, right, in an industry with people I don't know, and I'm just going to do it, that must have been like gut-wrenching at some level. That you, Think about that. I mean, look at the two evils that she was balancing. I'm unhappy, but it's so uncertain. I'm mm -hmm. so unhappy. I can deal with the unhappy, but I don't know about the uncertainty, but unhappy, it was an uncertainty versus unhappy fight probably for a little while until... You just said, I can't take the unhappy anymore. I'll go into the uncertain. And that, yeah. that's a big move for, for you. I know I can appreciate what, what you did. And that was huge yeah. to do that. It, so I bet once the decision was made there, you were just like, huh. It was. No going back. I, I've worked since I was 16 years old, 15 years old. So I, I've, I'd never had a time when I didn't have a schedule, didn't go to work. You know, I went right out and the next day, you know, from the day I put my notice in, I went and signed up for the two week um, course where you get it done, you know, in two weeks. And then I scheduled my exam and 
I literally started like I started doing um, shopping um, online, you know, grocery shop. Like I, I felt like I'm so used to bringing in half. Our 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 household has always been, you know, a dual contributor, and I just felt this immense responsibility, but this immense relief that I was walking away from something I had become so unhappy in at that point in time. And even though it was scary, it was really full of relief too, because I knew no matter what, I would make, I would do whatever it took to make it work. Um, and while I was doing the, the, um, the course and getting ready to take the exam, I was also um, just kind of putting out some feelers for a contract position, some kind of short-term um, project management type position that I could do to kind of supplement myself while we were, while I was figuring out how to do this. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. So did you take some, did you get a contract job? Yes, I did. Okay. I got a contract job working in, um, again, it was project management, but for a moving company over in Tampa by the airport. And so a complete different industry that I didn't know what I was doing, but um, it worked out great for that interim period. It ended up being, I took that, I started that in July, um, and then I, I didn't quit it till the following March. I was just, I couldn't do it anymore because I was getting so busy in real estate at that point that it just, that I couldn't balance both of them. But, but this is, a, I, I think those who are watching need to pay attention to this because you could have survived without income, right? From off of your husband, you guys weren't going to not eat, right? You just had emotional pressure um, on yourself, unless, unless it's different than that. But if, if no, you we, need- we, we, were, we were living to both of our incomes to agree. We would have had to cut, we really would have had to do some serious cutting to be able to just live on nothing else coming in from me. That that's right. self-sufficient. So, so the challenge there is how quickly is it going to take, how long is it going to take to bring an income? What is this going to take? So you had that, that emotional kind of battle going on there too. And so, because the I point didn't plan it, we didn't save up, like the smarter thing probably to do would have been to like put some money aside for a period of time and decide, but I was just, I was at a breaking point And You're when done. I decided I was leaving, I left. See, and there you go. But what she did was from her comfort zone, pretending for your comfort zone, another safety net job helped the stepping stone into this business. Right. And a lot of people say you can't do that, but it's not true, right? Everybody needs something different to help them get to where they want to go, right? So for you, knowing that you had something else coming in took the pressure off that allowed you to be able to go a little further all in here, knowing that if it didn't work, you still have this, right? So you're able to take some risk that you otherwise wouldn't have done and you would have had a lot more pressure would have called, we always joke about it, the commission breath, right? Mm -hmm. And then it wouldn't have ever worked out for you as well because it would have been just kind of fear-based and desperation-based rather than you process-oriented making things grow. So for those that now are how, watching, oh, go ahead. it's okay. And I was just to say, it's okay. If you think sometimes you need to straddle in to help do it, you know what's right, it's your journey. Now, how did you balance in the beginning that contract job with getting started in real estate because there's a lot to learn, right? Especially with us because we're training so frequently and we're throwing so much at you right away. There's a lot of agents that are going to watch this that are either brand new or thinking about getting into it. And a lot of them are in your same boat. You know, I need to figure this out. I need to still work. I still need to do something. And I, I kind of need to dip my toe into the real estate world and just do it part-time. But that's a difficult thing to figure out and balance. So how did you do that getting started? 
Well, first of all, I give all you guys a, a lot of credit because you just put so much good material out there. There really is no reason not to be able to find anything that you need to know. And then, you know, literally I would bug Chris all the time and, and I would just ask him anything and he was always there. I, I, I was never worried that I couldn't get an answer if I didn't know it because I knew that you guys had my back. And um, so initially, even though I was traveling over to over by the airport every day and and everything else because everything was recorded i would watch online or i would listen to the meeting on my way into work and then um or listen to it on my way home i had two hours in the car then that i didn't have before and so i would do that um and initially i was put on the the zillow beta team and um so things started coming in there and I was able to, I don't even know what, when that started, to be honest with you, I'd have to go back and look. I remember my first recollection of really talking with clients and starting to get things rolling was like no October, November um, of 2018. Yeah. So probably three or four months after I actually had my license and, you know, I was, getting prepared and setting things up. And uh, that's the way that I work because I, I need to be kind of organized and I'm, I'm used to a structure and, and everything like that. So, but- um, and, and, and personality wise, the getting ready to get ready to get ready is, is valuable because it provides comfort and you don't want to make a mistake, especially mm -hmm. in, in your career of doing that. So, and in this business, it's hard, right? Because mm -hmm. there's no way to know everything in this industry. I mean, there's just no way. Even 15 years from now, 20 years from now, you're still gonna get stumped with weird situations that come on. So you had to kind of calm yourself down and know it was gonna be okay to kind of walk into some gray matter, right? Yeah. You didn't really understand what this business, but you, you had to get to the point where you were just gonna say, I'm gonna do it because I know Chris is there. I know Craig's right there. I know I could reach out to these guys if they need anything. So I think that's an important point too, because too many people get paralyzed with the analysis of how to make this work. And it doesn't work that way, guys. At, at some point, you, I understand being competent is important, but you're not going to be competent enough to have the true confidence. There's gotta be some blind faith in knowing that you're walking into this industry with people that have your back or else you would never take that first step or right. second or third or 14th step, which is really where the, the magic happens. It's not the first couple steps, it's, it's continuing on. Well, watch this, Jeff, what, this is like, it's so contrary to what you'd think it would be. So I remember we learned this together. So we're, we're buying Zillow leads. And just so the audience knows, Zillow, when you click on a listing, it doesn't go to the listing agent. It goes to an agent who pays for a zip code and you rotate through that. So here's a brand new agent from another industry who gets a phone call on a house somewhere they've never seen or know anything about, and the customer calling knows way more about it than you do, right? And the beauty of these things is the calls are recorded, so I'm able to hear them. And I hear our agents stumble, 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 and just go blah, 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 blah. I'm not on my computer right now, let me check and I'll call you back. And I've heard you do it too. And we role play back and forth, and we came up with a series of questions to ask. And that was just a catalyst for a family where I, I think it was like the, one of the first deals she did, you got a Zillow lead, you sold them a house and they had to sell their house in Waterset and you got that listing. And so I think it's just, it's, it's another way to start. 
but for her it worked and she got a lot of confidence really fast and she learned a really big important part of selling in the very beginning yeah well i think that's that's very important point craig because you know we need all kinds of players on this team right yeah. you can't just have non-stop listing machines right because someone's got to handle the buyers right and someone's got to handle the internet leads and someone's got to handle the other parts and, and everyone you get to choose which path you want because based on what your comfort zone and what you really want out of your career and timing and balance and schedule and everything that all plays into your choice so but i think that worked out great for you because you know the reality of it is for you to go banging on cold doors in a neighborhood it probably wasn't the most comfortable thought and the reality of it is if she was forced into that path, she would have resisted it. She would have probably done it, but she would have hated it. And she would have gotten out of the industry because it's not what you, what you would enjoy. Right. So I think the self-awareness of knowing what's appropriate and for Craig, kudos from a leadership position, knowing that she's process oriented, she's driven, she's task oriented, she's great with customer service. All she needs to do is get her hands on people and, and she'll deliver a great experience. Right. That's, that's the beautiful part about this. And this way, who wins? Everybody wins. The customer wins because they're getting a process-driven, um, thoughtful, caring person that's going to guide them through a, a system, right? The brokerage wins because we get a return on our investment for all this money for the Zillow leads. And you win as an agent because now you get what you are comfortable with and you're able to be you without the stress and, and worrying. So I think that's and their spheres of influence that are going to refer business to you and do business with you, which is what sure. you do a good job of doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I really enjoy meeting all the different people too. I mean, I think that's, that's something that I enjoyed in my last job on when, when I was working with teams of people, I enjoyed bringing people together, but I also enjoy delivering what the customer wants. So I'm very, once the connection's made, I really feel that I, I work really hard to understand and listen to what they really want. Everybody wants something different. Everybody approaches things differently. And how you put together a contract, how you make an offer, how you do a listing is, is different for each client because of how they are. And you can figure that out by just talking with them and creating a bond and a relationship and communicating. And if you do that really well, then most of the time you're going to provide them exactly what they're looking for. And that just gives me so much, that is more satisfying than, than anything is to make, you know, somebody in with this big of a decision in their life, seeing how happy they are, seeing them so excited about the process and everything else. I just, I love it. And you could tell, you could tell you love it. Just, just, you actually light up when you're talking about mm -hmm. this. How is the lifestyle, and this is called the Happy Agent Podcast. So how would you describe, like, what makes you happy now? Like, let's talk about the lifestyle that, that real estate's doing for you now. This, all in all, what, how's, it, how's, it act, how's it working for you? Well, it's, it's definitely changed things. Like, it gives me a sense of freedom now where before, I mean, I, I always worked, you know, five or seven days a week. A lot of times with projects, too. It's like, that's the other thing. I'm used to working. 40 hours plus a week and a lot of weekends with implementations and things like that. So where somebody else might not, you know, put in the extra time to Mike's point, how did I balance it? In the beginning, I was pretty off balance. I was, I was answering every phone call. I was going on every appointment. I was doing anything I could to start generating things and getting it going. Um, now I'm at a point now where I'm working a little bit more on, on the schedule side of things and, and kind of getting that back into 
where it needs to be, but I enjoy being able to go for a walk every day when I want to go for a walk or go to the gym and do a Zumba class or, you know, just have that opportunity to go out shopping during the day when it's not five o'clock and everybody's there or whatever. So because you can make your own schedule, it's not that I'm not busy. I'm always busy, but it, it's where I decide to put the time and when I decide to schedule it. So at that, you know, just is something I hadn't experienced before, really. It was always around everybody else's schedule and, and everything. That's now, now you have the flexibility to take the 1030 in the mornings in the class if you want to. So mm-hmm. there's the, the little things people take for granted in this industry, right? And go go to Publix at 230 if you feel like it because, but but know that you're okay working the 730 listing presentation too. You get to kind of balance that whole thing out. So what are the, what are the sources of the different sources of business you've had so far? If you look at all of them. Um, really strictly the Zillow leads and sphere of influence. Um, my, I, I've just kind of hooked up with a couple of accountability partners to start doing some farming. Um, that is something that I just, I just haven't had time for it yet, but I want to, I want to have some other, you know, I just want to build a very strong wide business. And I think that's obviously a good leg to have. Um, but it's even within the Zillow leads, I've had multiple deals already. And literally my first, um, you know, my first closings were in January of 2019. So within a year's time, because of servicing the client well, I've had referrals. Um, I've had referrals from my, you know, my sphere of influence. And um, again, it just makes you feel really good because you know that you've helped somebody and that you made a difference. I love now. I think it's important to bring this out too because we don't often talk about um, buying business, right? We always talk about from. I mean, every class you've ever been to with us, it's been about go make it, right? We talk about mm-hmm. how to work bizbos, how to work buyers, how to work the farms, how to use social, how to do ads, how to how to make that work. But there's something to be said for buying business too, right? And it, it's what you do, right? If you don't want to go generate it yourself, you can buy leads. And that's what a lot of people do. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, obviously, and I think I was just wired that you don't do that, that you just go bang on doors and go find the leads. It's, but there's, there's a cost to that too. So, and I think we don't talk about that option as often as we can, but it's not a bad one, especially if your your comfort level and personality is such that you really don't want to go do the lead gen that way then take some real business, take some Zillow business, buy some different zip codes, and you'll have an inbound flow of leads to go do something with. And then it's up to you to run your business to solidify those and close those. That's just, it's another pillar that we don't really chat about a lot, but I think this is good testimony, especially getting into the business. Now you, you, you paid, right? You pay a referral fee on the business when it comes in, right? Because the leads cost money, but then, but you're building your future past client list, which you don't pay on. Right, right, and you right. get different leads, and you get to their sphere and their family, and their cousin Myrtle is moving into town, and all that other stuff happens. And then you fast forward five years from now, you've got so much repeat and referral business, it worked out beautifully, right? So it's just another lead gen source that I think some people don't pay attention to um, as much, especially if you're resisting the the hard labor, um, going other ways to go do it. There's nothing wrong with it. It just yeah. depends well, on what you want. You, you have to do something, right? That's right. the key. And what I see a lot is agents do nothing. 
right? So they, <laughs> they have a reason why they don't want to go knock on doors. And I don't say that to be a jerk. I say that it's just the reality, right? If you're struggling, if you're watching this and you're struggling, it's probably because you're not doing anything. Like you may think you are, but you're really not. And you'll justify to yourself why you keep, why you're not going to go door knock or why you shouldn't go door knock. You're going to justify to yourself that all for sale by owners hate agents. You're going to justify to yourself that expired listings are pissed off because the agent didn't sell their property. You're going to come up with some justification to lie to yourself to make yourself feel better about not doing anything. And then you get to the paid side and like, well, I don't want to do any referral fees and I don't have money to run the ads myself. And then it just becomes, okay, then what are you going to do? Right? Cause you have to do something in order to make money. And I think then it comes back to, all right, knowing yourself, knowing what you really will commit to doing and what matches your skill set. And so for you, you know, I was just, we just did the podcast with Ashonda when we were done. She said, I really want to run paid ads. And my advice her is, listen, I'll help you do it. But I don't think that's the best fit for you because you're someone who loves to go out and talk to people, right? You have that bubbly personality. You have plenty of leads. Go use that skill set. That skill set isn't going to come through on a phone call. But more importantly, you are a high eye and you're not going to follow up with any of the leads that come in. Right. And then on the flip side, we have you who's, who's got that brain and that project and you're so organized, which is not me at all. And you are, you're going to be able to take those leads and you're going to make sure that they have the best experience possible. And you are going to qualify them. You are going to follow up and you're going to do all the things that skill set wise need to be done when you're buying business, especially because otherwise that investment goes to waste. And so I love what you're doing because I think it aligns with your skill set perfectly. And I think that's why you're having such success because if you absolutely despise going and knocking on doors, you, to Jeff's point earlier, you would have been out of this business already. It wouldn't have worked, right? You would have been fed up and you would have started to hate this just like you hated your last job and it would have, you would have been done. So I'm well, glad. Yeah. Or Facebook or, or, pushing ads and those type of things too. Same thing. That's just the comfort yeah. zone. What if you're still newer in this business, which I think is great, which is one of the reasons why we want you on this because you've been through the struggles, you've been through the trials, you've been through the doubt, the fear, all of that stuff. What advice do you have for agents that are newer than you that are just kind of trying to figure out their groove? What were some of the doubts and fears that you have? What advice do you have to kind of go through that and push me, to the other side? Let me ask you one question before she answers that. Yep. You're, you're almost two years into the business now. Yep. What's your confidence level now? Uh, I'm, I'm very confident. Like I said, it, I, it's not that I, I was scared to start just because I didn't know, but because I had you guys behind me with that business knowledge, I'm, I'm comfortable talking to people. I really enjoy being around people. Believe it or not, I'm, I'm a high eye. I, but I like that introduction first. I'm not like the, <laughs> the knock on your door eye, but I, but I can talk to anybody and yeah. I can find a connection with just about anybody because I really, I love people. Yeah. Um, so my advice to somebody starting out is to really try to find what works for you because as you've said, when we started this, each podcast is different. Each agent that is being um, 
you know, has been interviewed and is, is successful to some degree, ha has done it a different way, possibly. They've used different tricks and tools and, and, and things that work for them. So I think, like for me, I like being around team. I've really missed being in the office. I've missed being around people. I, I enjoy, um, I'm, I'm a team player. I've, I'm used to working with other people. So to me, um, but I am task oriented as well. So it's, it's a weird combination. I just think you have to look until you find something. If you really want it, you'll find something that works because everything works. It really does. Um, and, you know, I've heard people say, oh, I don't want to do Zillow because, you know, you got to pay the fee and this and that, and whatever. And it's not, but honestly, I, I was thankful for the opportunity to have it because I was able to turn it into something else and follow up and make them work and close. And, and I continue to follow up. Most of them are my friends. Most of them I still keep in contact with. I make relationships with people and I, and I follow up. If you're not going to do that, then don't do that. Find something else to do. You know, I mean, that's, that would really be my advice, but I'm, I'm thankful and appreciative for everything that, um, you know, this opportunity has presented because it's also gone beyond the hours for dollars now. And I'm, I'm unlimited in what we can plan for our future. And what I, what I want is, although we had a comfortable lifestyle, it was limited. And now it's not. That's huge. Right? That's really huge. Cause now, now I love, I love you. Some people just might've glossed over that, but the trading the hours for dollars um, is over. That phase is over. Right. Mm -hmm. And you did that. You did that for 20 years. And now you get to make some dollars to put to work. So are you guys looking to get some investment properties and things to start spinning off some cash for you? Or what's, what are the goals for you now? Yeah. I mean, one of the, one of the biggest goals right off is, is we, um, in the next year or two, depending on, you know, just what we find, we want to get a home that's more of a Florida home. Um, I want a really nice outdoor space. I want to have room. Steve's family is still all up in Western New York. Right now we have a home. It's a nice home. We like our house. It's not like it's bad or anything. It just doesn't accommodate the type of visitors that I would like to have and the outdoor pool and Florida space that I want to have. And, you know, to me, that's the Florida lifestyle. Our youngest daughter is going off to college this year. She starts at FSU in August. And I have an older daughter that lives in Western New York still. Steve's family does. I want to be able to, when they come down, you know, just really make it feel like vacation. I want to, and then for our downtime, I want to have, feel like I'm on vacation. That's why I live here. I love the sun and the water and, and, and everything else. So um, that's one big thing. And definitely uh, investment properties. That's definitely something my my husband would probably eventually like to leave his hours for dollar job as well if we, you know, get to the right point of investing and things like that. So, I love it. Well, yeah. What's fun about this is the opportunities just have opened up tremendously because now versus rather than just getting a pool with a nice outdoor living area, you could get a badass pool. Mm -hmm. right? The difference between a pool and a badass pool is what? Money. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's the difference between the $30,000 pool and the $100,000 pool. It's 70 grand. Right, but it's a totally different experience that you start to figure things out. So it's it's an interesting move, but that wasn't even a possibility for you trading hours for dollars because you don't just go make an extra seventy grand a, a year, right? Okay. But here you do, 
right? You could say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go focus on some waterfronts, some high ends, get some expired, some withdrawn. I'm going to go through remine. I'm going to go. You you physically can make the steps and take the actions to throw down an extra 70 grand this year on purpose, deliberately by talking with people and going to have fun and talk with them. That's yeah. that's what's beautiful about that this lifestyle and this industry that we're in right now. Is you, but the whole thing is you just got to get committed on what you really want. Right. Yeah. So we need a house with a bigger yard. We need a house with a bigger yard so I can have a pool. This is the pool I want. It's going to cost this. It's the outdoor kitchen. And this is the special zoning that I can have a mother-in-law suite. Right. But as soon as you put that on paper and cost it out before you know it, you're going to find a for sale by owner auction property. That's 2.3 million bucks. And you end up with enough money to buy it all with the down payment and the pool. Right. That's what's fun. But you, as soon as you get committed to that vision, which is kind of a theme that intertwines a lot of these podcasts there, then watch out because the, the, the business will come once you have that reason and that, and that purpose for it right there. So I, I'm glad that you appreciate the opportunity that you, you, you made for yourself, right? You, went, you took that entrepreneurial drive and started it and leveraged your strength to being a, a people person that likes to deal with people, but you can control your process there. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. So Craig, what, what final thoughts do you have? I think pretendly I'm just excited about the future because the basics I, with her process drivenness, the fear of not knowing is gone now. And the marketplace knowledge you have, the people skill knowledge you have, the contract knowledge you have, this is where you just start to roll and improve and improve and improve. So to Jeff's point, start thinking a little bit bigger now and let the universe bring to you what, what you, what you tell it you want. Mm-hmm. Perfectly yeah. said. Mr. Puma. No, I mean, I love it. I love that whole trading for dollars thing as well. I think for you, you have done such a nice job of just realizing what your skill set is, who you are, what you enjoy doing, and haven't tried to overcomplicate this business, which you see a lot from people who are only two years in, right? They are trying everything and they're trying to do all these different things and they end up overcomplicating it. And we always say this business is simple. It's not easy, but it's simple. And you've kept it simple. You've said, listen, this is the path I'm on and it's going to get me to where I want to go. And then you keep setting those goals for yourself and you're slowly but surely hitting each one of them. And so I love watching the evolution over the last couple of years. And I think you're, uh, you're headed to big things. So I'm so glad you're on the team. Thank you. That was great meeting with you guys today. No, I think it's great. I think it's going to be a really great inspiration for those who have been kind of on the fence and just knowing that just it's okay to take that leap. And as long as you know you got people around you, they're never going to let you let you fail. As long as you work, I think you know, as long as you work and go talk to people, it's impossible not to do well in this business. And just take some, make sure you surround yourself with a tribe of people that will have your back and, and will answer those questions that you just don't know the answer to. And you're not expected to know the answer to, right? You, we know you're new. We know you're still new. We know that you don't know enough yet. Go find out stuff you don't know and then call us and we'll help you. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's that confidence you get to keep with you. So those who are watching, make sure you have that around you too. So Tenley, thank you for taking time with us today. We really appreciate it. And thank you. It was great. All right. Thank you. All right. All right. See ya. All right.